If you're ready to confront your destiny, if this is the moment that you've been praying for, tune in and listen to your cosmic cheerleader, Commander Lady Athena, for cosmic pep talks, for closet Christ. The show is the voice of the Ashtar Command. The call is for you to step forward into your greatness. Be listening on Wednesday. We have an appointment with destiny. Greetings in the supreme love of which we are each an embodiment of. I'm Commander Lady Athena, and you're listening to the voice of the Ashtar Command. Cosmic pep talks for Closet Christ. This evening, our seminar topic is recognizing and shifting into the new paradigm reality. So, if you're ready, let's take a deep, relaxing breath. <sighs> Just release that with a nice awe. And let's take another breath with the intention to integrate our divine self into the physical vehicle. And just notice when you take that breath with an intention to align with your divine self, pay attention to how that feels when that connection is made. This is something that every, I would say, really gifted speaker or actor or motivational speaker notices before they speak. If they're aware, they will take a deep breath and wait and recognize when the energy is placed with them. For many people who are in the acting profession or who are public speakers, they will have that feeling of great nervousness before they come onto the stage. And then that nervousness, as soon as they stand behind the podium or wherever it is they're going to begin speaking, they'll notice a certain energy that's placed with them and they become very calm and very present. And then they speak. So that initial fear, that stage fright, if you will, actually is the incoming energy that will empower your, your talk or your performance. And so we interpret it as stage fright, but actually it's the energy being placed with you, the energy of light, that will actually empower your delivery. So just notice that. And now we're going to breathe in God and exhale love. We'll do that several times. Deep breath. Breathe in God. Exhale love. Breathe in God. Exhale love. Breathe in God. 
exhale love. For those of you who don't know where to find God, God or the Holy Spirit is in the breath. Let's do that again. Breathe in God. Breathe out love. Breathe in God. Breathe out love. And love, you see, is the presence of God expressing through us. So that simple exercise will center you, clear you, heal, and bring you present. If you feel stressed, whatever, breathe in God, breathe out love. Very, very simple. Now we're going to uh, chant the sacred ancient, ancient name, Hugh. Ancient name for the divine presence. We're going to do that three times. And that will clear the mental body of any static and will center you and alert spirit that you are standing forward into the presence of the divine. Ready? Deep breath. You If you pause a minute, you'll notice how the energy shifts with that simple repetition or chanting or singing of the name of God, Hugh. So how are you feeling? (laughs) What's going on? It's been an interesting week, I'll say that, since uh, the new grid was activated and is funding and fueling and flowing completely new energy through us. I believe that part of my dharma is to go through this and experience what everyone is experiencing and then finding a way to translate and communicate how to make that shift, how to recognize the old paradigm energies that we're all familiar with and how to shift into the new paradigm reality. And so my experience this week has been uh, (laughs) kind of a mixture of heaven and hell. (laughs) Not quite that dramatic, but, but quite a different experience when you're in the old paradigm 
And when you make that shift, and I don't know how to do it any more than anyone else, I'm learning, we're learning all together. And that's the good news, because we're doing it all together. So my experience was that I felt like everything I had outgrown in my life. I'd pick up a book and open it. It was like, oh, that's such old energy. Or I would uh, look in my clothes closet. It's like, oh, my gosh, these are old memories, old energy. Everything feels like I've been there and done that. And it's time for something very new. And as we shift into this new energy grid, a new reality is going to unfold for us, is unfolding for us. But because we're not quite familiar with that, uh, with how to make that shift or how to maintain it, it's like we're in and out, in and out, in and out. So tonight we're going to look at what it feels like when you're in the old paradigm, which we'll all recognize, and what it feels like when you're not. And how to make that shift. I'll give a few keys tonight because I'm learning right along with the rest of us. And it seems like I have to go through it first so that I can then share with what I've learned. And uh, in that way, hopefully I can be of service to us all. So we're all being called to shift our energies into higher gear in order to experience this new golden age paradigm. The former grid that we were working under was Atlantis and then it went into Egypt. But that energy had been, let's say, sullied by ego and negativity and beings that came in from other places to mess with the energy for power. And so that which was meant to be a gift and a blessing to humanity turned into a a nightmare for the gods that had created um, that particular platform, that particular creation. Because as I've told you before, the earth is a, a hybrid of at least six or more different seed programs, consciousness programs that were tried out on earth to see how they would work. Some of them succeeded a little bit for a little while, but they all kind of collapsed at some port, uh, point because there's always a choice of whether you're going to, to pursue love or power. Power leads to the formation and stratification and solidification of materiality. Love leads to the transcendence of that. And it's it's probably something that every soul goes through. They'll go through lifetimes in which they pursue power, lifetimes in which they, they may uh, go in the path of love, and then we'll switch because we have to have all kinds of experiences. So you walk on the light side, you walk on the dark side, you walk in between. We're all over the map because that's what this planet is for, the experiencing of differentiation 
and that's the blessing of Earth, is that it gives soul a wide spectrum of experiences. And the soul, though pure, is inexperienced. So it needs to have all kinds of experiences to ripen it into its full godhood and expression. So how to make this shift? So, we are all more accustomed to the way we've been moving through life in the past. Almost everything we do is through past referencing, which is not going to work now, (laughs) and also future projecting. The Course in Miracles says that whenever we are thinking about the past, the mind is empty because the past no longer exists right now. It's just a memory. And whenever we're focused into the future, the mind is blank because the future has not yet been animated. So that leaves us with only one place when we're truly present, and that's here and now. But how many of us are here and now? Almost all of us reference to our past experience. And almost all of us are hoping for something better in the future. That's just the way it is. So now we're learning that when we are in the present moment, we have everything we need in terms of energy and resources and um, presence. And that presence is calm and steady and has available unlimited potential if it stays present. (laughs) So the challenge is here and now, here and now, here and now. So that's probably one of the biggest keys now is to learn and train the consciousness to stay here and now. Now, in practically speaking, um, that's different, uh, different because we're going to be telling stories, right? We're going to be sharing about our life and things that happened in the past. We're going to be sharing our visions and the things that we hope to manifest in the future. I mean, that's just the facts, right? So perhaps the one thing we could do is recognize when we are reminiscing and bringing forward things from the past, which sometimes as a teacher, we're going to do that because we teach from our experience, right? And if we're a speaker, we speak from our experience. And if we're an actor, we draw upon past memory and experience to enliven the character we're portraying. So we have to be very practical in this because we're going to be doing these things. And to practice the awareness would be to to recognize the appropriateness of delving into the past, to use it as a teaching device or an acting uh, tool. And when we're getting caught up in it and losing ourselves and present awareness in the past. So if you catch that subtlety, don't lose yourself and present awareness by delving and identifying with the past. You could, for example, look at it as an actor might, having played a certain role. You could look upon your past as a role you played. It's no longer present, but it's a role. 
and as such, it has some value in your present moment. Now, for the most part, our previous experiences have been based upon struggle, working hard to get by in life, to succeed and achieve. That's kind of the way it's been. We all know that. So it was a matter of exerting great effort on our part and often with making do until something better showed up. Making do until something better showed up. Can you identify with that? Boy, I sure can. You sacrifice, you know, your present happiness so, you know, in the future will be better. That's not the new paradigm. That's the old paradigm. And if you keep expecting and living that, you're going to just replicate the old paradigm and you won't make the shift. So pay attention when you're exerting great effort trying to make something happen. Notice that. That's the old paradigm. When you're trying to make something happen. Does that mean you just sit like a frog in a log? Don't exert any? No, no, no. There's an appropriateness to the moment. Sense it. Be one with the appropriate energy of the moment and go with that. If you do, you'll find the wind is at your back rather than you trying to buck the headwinds which is exactly how it feels when you're pushing and trying to make something happen that isn't in the flow. But what if none of this was, was, was necessary? What if we just didn't have to do that anymore? And we're being told that we don't have to. But we need to, to model for each other other ways of living and approaching life that are practical too. You know, you have to be present with who and what you are now rather than trying to mood make or fabricate or imaginate or whatever we do to uh, to change ourselves. It's not about changing yourself. It's about exercising a higher degree of awareness. That's all. We're exercising a higher level of attunement and awareness. That's all. So the new paradigm exists. The old paradigm that came through Atlantis and uh, Egypt had to be replaced. It was actually irreparable and had to be replaced with a new grid, which I call a grid that flows with grace and ease. It's a flow, and it's effortless when you connect in with the flow. Now, that will make all of our light work so much easier because we're not bucking the headwinds again. The wind is at the back and pushing us onto that easy flow. Doors open at the perfect right time. The people show up that need to be there to do whatever is required. Things just flow. And the main thing that you could probably characterize is a sense of loving harmony. There's, a, there's just a sweetness and a gentleness to this new energy. 
It's like you really can just sit down and be if you want to. You really can just smell the roses, listen to the bird call, and enjoy a perfect moment of doing absolutely nothing but being present and whole and content. Yeah, that's actually the natural state we're supposed to be, according to the Course in Miracles, happy and content and at peace all the time, calm, without a single wrinkle of worry. Yeah, that's the natural state. But you see, we've lived unnaturally for so long. We, we, don't, we, we think we're doing something wrong when we sit quietly and we're not struggling or trying to make something happen. We've turned that into something that's wrong rather than recognizing that that's natural. So I'm going to do a little process with you now. And it's right out of my bag of experiences for the week. (laughs) So um, I think you'll all recognize it. Okay, so let's take a deep breath together. And we're going to go shopping. We're in a big mall, and we're looking for shoes or something like that. We have an agenda. We've got to get these shoes. And we're in there, and we're really quite unconscious of the people around us. We just want to get those darn shoes (laughs) for the best price and all of that. But... There's nothing. We can't find anything. And the place is crowded. We have to stand in line to get served. And we're we're beginning to get a little uptight because we've got a deadline to meet. We've only got so much time. We've got to get back to a certain, you know, we've got got to, got to, you know, got to, you know, the energy. And we're not really relating to anything or anyone around us. We're just totally into that unconscious pilot mode of, got to get this thing, whatever it is. And we're feeling this pressure, this time constraint, this pressure. And we're feeling harried and hassled and we're totally out of touch with the surroundings and with anything but the need and the desire to get these shoes within the time constraint that we have. And it's not happening. Nothing connects. We go to another place, the same thing. Nothing connects. Can't find anything. Nothing is at hand. It's hard. It's struggled. We're harried. We're hassled. We're hurried. And then there's these long lines and waiting and time constraint and pressure and deadlines and feeling uncentered and Although we don't notice it, we're all uptight, the shoulders and the the jaw and everything. Maybe we have a headache. Maybe our tummy feels upset. We're just not feeling happiness. We're not feeling joy. That's about as far away from our experience as we can think of it. 
We're exhausted. We're ready to burst into tears or pound on the steering wheel. And uh, there we are. There's tremendous traffic everywhere. It takes every bit of our patience to just drive the car and sit and wait and wait and wait for the opportunity to open where we can get into a parking place or we can move through the uh, traffic grid. And so about this time, although we're unaware of it, the blood sugar is probably down and the blood pressure is probably up, although we don't recognize it. So what we do probably is stop in at a Starbucks and get a sugary coffee drink and some sweet pastry subjectively trying to boost the blood sugar and to have a second of respite and a little bit of pleasure. But again, it's crowded. There's people pushing and jamming and jumping. You know, it's just not pleasant. What to do? What to do? Okay, as soon as you recognize you are frazzled, rushing about, frustrated, and unhappy, stop. Just stop. Take a deep breath. (sighs) Realize you're not happy and that you're stressed out. And recognize that this is the old paradigm. That's the old third dimensional earth timeline. Okay? I know you can recognize that. Number three, refocus on now, here and now. And find something to appreciate. Notice someone or something in your environment to appreciate. And notice something beautiful. If you stop and take that deep breath, you're going to suddenly come present in a different reality. You listen. Before you were on autopilot, But now you listen and you notice the sound of a bird. So beautiful. They were too busy, too frazzled to hear it before. Or simply listen to the flow of life around you or at a distance. You know, the traffic, if you live in a big city, sounds so beautiful when you're not fighting it. I remember in India, it was so beautiful to awaken and listen to the sounds of the awakening people around you. You'd hear the people that were hawking their wares. You'd hear the jingle of the cowbells. Very often, they'll put bells around their neck. And you'll hear them jingle. You'll hear the call to prayer from the very, very many mosques. I love to listen to that. You'll hear the little tinkle of the bells as the people do their morning puja. You'll hear roosters crowing and cattle lowing. And you'll hear those horns and those little um, 
little tuk-tuks, you know, the little three-wheeled, um, I forget what you call them, auto rickshaws that are ubiquitous throughout Asia. You'll hear them go toot-toot-toot, and you'll hear the uh, corns because it's like they drive by horns in Asia. And somehow everybody gets to where they need to go with complete chaos in many cases. And there are relatively few accidents because people are so aware. So, and you're still in quiet. You can smell the morning air or the evening air. So sweet. And you can listen to the sounds around you. You're not in India, quite likely, but you're someplace that has its characteristic fragrance and sound, which if you don't take a pause and notice, you're missing out on that whole richness of that environment. So, stop, take a deep breath, refocus on here and now, find something, someone or something to notice and appreciate. Notice something beautiful. Listen. Just be still and listen. And you've shifted out of the old paradigm. You're present. You're alert. And you're centered. Now, that particular day, I noticed more sirens than I'd ever heard before in our usually very peaceful and quiet community. It's very rare you hear uh, either a police or a uh, fire truck siren. Very, very rare. But this day, there was like one after another, after another, after another. And I thought, you know, it's a warning to me that I'm on red alert. Because in the morning, I had purpose. You know, you always uh, ask for the kind of day you want. The Course of Miracles says, if you, at the very onset of the day, ask for the type of day you want, if you do not make any ego judgments, that is the day you will have. What's an ego judgment? Oh, Again, trying to struggle and muscle your way, manipulate your way, make stuff happen rather than going with the flow. That's the ego's way. So that morning I said, you know, I ask that everyone that has anything to do with me today be happier. May I be a one that carries happiness into the day. But you see, I was very stressed when I woke up. I have a very short period of time to pack up my life and move to a new place. And um, I was trying to muscle and effort my way through it. You see, we try to strategize and plan. That's another thing that doesn't work in the new paradigm. Now, that's not to say that you don't make your appointments and you make your plane reservations and you do your life like, like that. But you do it in the minute and you let it go. You wake up and you feel the energy of the day. Okay, this is the day I need to make my flight reservation. This is the day I need to do this. You'll feel the mood of the day will suggest a particular flow. And if you're in the flow, you'll find that it's effortless. 
if you writers would wait until the energy of the article is being placed with you, you would never have writer's block. But if you sit down and try to think, okay, what I want to write, that's not going to work. Creative people all know that there's a gestation period where you become pregnant with a particular idea or creative project, and it has a cycle. You have to wait for the full gestational period and then one day you have to give birth to that creative project and nothing can stop it. If you would uh, pay attention to that, you would never have the writer's blocks or any kind of a block because you would be in tune with the moment and the opportunity that moment presents. That's a huge key to living in the new paradigm is staying attentive of the appropriate energy of the day and the energy that's being placed with you. But you see, I had stepped out of that by trying to take the old approach to packing, which really didn't work for me. What happened, had I just relaxed and not been so stressed out, was that my two friends came and they said, you sit down and point, and we'll do the rest. They brought the packing supplies and everything that was needed, the boxes, and in two hours they had packed everything. All of my books, I have such a huge library of books, they had packed everything, and it was in the SUV. Two hours, and they brought cupcakes, and it was joyful and loving and sweet and a flow. That's the new paradigm energy. And then we all went out and had a wonderful meal together. And we talked of the things of God and creativity and each other's lives and what we had learned. And it was such a deep and full experience. But every bit of it was the new paradigm energy. And there's a joy to it and a liveliness and a spontaneity. And I felt my whole being just transform in that energy. And I wondered, why do I fret? Why do I cause myself unnecessary stress? Oh, habit. The way things were. Depending on one's own efforts. Instead of realizing we're a team. We are a team. You may not know your team players. But when you meet them for the first time, you'll recognize you've known them forever. And you'll just continue on. In the new paradigm, everyone arrives at the perfect moment. Everyone has already agreed to fulfill that particular part of the task. Everyone is happy to be participating in that because the spirit recognizes, oh, I'm supposed to be here and doing and do this. Oh. And so all of the struggle and effort and trying to figure it out. You see, we're trying to figure what's happening out. And it just makes us stressful because we can't figure it out. It's not been written yet. This is new energy. This is not predicated on the past. There's no history to what we're in now. We are making it up through our vibration. We vibrate and that becomes the reality. 
So if you're vibrating the old stressful energy of struggle and trying to make things happen, you're stuck in the past and the old paradigm, and it's going to be really, really hard. It beats you bloody. It's the school of hard knocks, and they knock hard. But if you if you can catch yourself when you're just really losing it and you're not centered and you're stressed out and, and frustrated, if you just stop, 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 stop. Take a deep breath. Refocus here and now. Find something, someone, something to appreciate. Notice it. And notice something beautiful. And listen. Be still. Listen. You'll find you're in the new paradigm. I also noticed that when I was so stressed out, I was less attentive to sending light to the people and situations involved, for example, when I was hearing the sirens. I was less spiritually attentive and sensitive. Do you know the biggest problem we have, and all of our problems arise from that, is that we're too self-preoccupied. If we would be more preoccupied with seeing how we can improve the lives of the people around us, make them happier, and be a loving presence of goodwill in the world, we would not be stressed. We would find a great joy. We would automatically be in the new paradigm. So notice whenever you are focused on yourself, what you can get, what you need, what you need to accomplish, you're in the old paradigm. You're in the me focus. And when you're focused on me, 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 there's nothing available for thee, 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 thee. And that is the old paradigm. It makes you insensitive to beauty and the real needs of the people around you. We all have days before we have fully integrated that divine self in its fullness. When we're in and out of that state, and we increasingly learn to sustain it longer and longer and longer. But too often we'll let a little discomfort throw us off. We'll get irritated. We'll get out of sorts. We'll get cross. And that need not be. That's when we go back into the old paradigm and we're not taking care of ourselves. How do you take care of yourself? Stop. Take a deep breath. Breathe in God. Exhale, love. Breathe in God. Exhale, love. We're chanting you. You. Feel that? Instantly, the energy shifts. Now, there was something that happened that um, really 
impacted me later. At the time, I was uh, coping as best I could. A young woman came up to the car asking if we could help her out with a few dollars. Now, normally, I would have been very, very kind and loving. I would have called her sister, and I would have given her some money. I had several $5 bills in my purse. I could have easily given her some money. But you see, because I was in the me focus, I made no effort to help her, as I normally would have. I was too self-focused to respond to her need. You see, I was in the old paradigm, and I was in the ego. I was in self-preoccupation. Notice how the heart is not open, and you're not spiritually attentive and aware when you're in that state. And remember, in the morning I had asked to make everyone happy, that contacted me, and I did nothing to make this woman happy. I can still see her face, how hopeless she looked, how she must have felt nobody saw her or cared for her. No one gave her any hope, at least I didn't that day. And I felt really bad about it, but I had a second chance. She came around again, but you know what? I blew that too. I did not respond to her at all. And I can still see her face in my mind. Now, in my world, that probably could have been Lord Maitreya or the Master Jesus or Sai Baba or any one of the masters that often come disguised as someone in need. And that face is still with me And I feel so sorry that I blew that opportunity two times to have done something kind to have made her day a little happier. Be aware when you're focused to yourself. You're not available to God. You're not available to that higher reality that could source through you and bring transformation. So I regretted that. I didn't give her $5, which I could have so easily done, along with kindness and hope and a feeling that she was not so alone. And I deeply apologize for letting that moment pass. So bottom line, nothing that we had set out to do was accomplished. We'd run out of time. I realized we were in the old paradigm, but I didn't know how to shift out of it. See, I have to know how to shift out of it or I can't be a way shower to anyone else. I have to be a way shower to myself first so that I can then be a way shower to you. Now, had I spoken kindly to the young woman and given her some attention and $5 or whatever, I would have shifted immediately into the new paradigm. 
That's a big key. When you yourself are unhappy, lonely, bummed out, whatever, the fastest way to get out of your doldrums is to look around and see how you can make someone else their day brighter, their moment brighter. Maybe it's just a kind word or a smile. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Gosh, people go around with their nose and those, what do you call them, cell phones. They don't even look and honor people with, with direct eye contact anymore. It's sad. What an isolated and, and horrible feeling that must have been for that young woman going from car to car looking for a few dollars so she could have something to eat or whatever. Who cares? Who looks? Who pays attention? Certainly not self-preoccupied egos. But we are light workers. We're here to be the light of the world. We're here to be the ambassadors of the new dispensation. We are here from the divine throne worlds as ambassadors from the High Council. We are here as grand ground-based members of the Ashtar Galactic Command or other great space fleets and other divine offices. But we're all here to make a contribution to this humanity and the people on this planet. And we're only find our happiness and our joy in doing that. There's nothing else you can do or will ever do that will make you happy except losing sight of yourself and being of service to others. That's the absolute secret to a happy and fulfilled life. is to live your life to benefit others. You know, it doesn't sound reasonable to the ego. The ego wants to gratify itself. The soul is selfless. Its joy comes from giving and forgiving and loving and serving. So anyway, here we sat in the car my companion and I, who, by the way, was very much in the old paradigm, tremendously stressed out, trying to take care of everyone but herself. But she was modeling me because when I'm in my lower self, that's what I do too. So she was mirroring. Anyway, we were sitting in the car and I, I just let go. I said, well, that was a fruitless pursuit. But I let go of the desire and the need to do anything. And I said, let's just go home. And the minute I shifted my energy from me to what I could do to help her feel better, happier, and to get home on time because her uncle is dying and she needs to visit him at the hospice in the evening. As soon as I shifted to her and how I could serve her, my energy began to lift and lift and lift. And so, again, when we shift out of that focus 
of what we think we need and we think we have to do and all of that. And see how we can facilitate and serve. We find then that facilitation and service comes to us and makes possible things that we would normally not be able to fulfill. You get what you give. In the higher world, the giving and the receiving come back to back. It's only the illusion of time that causes us to feel there's a separation. But spiritually, what you give, you receive instantly at the same time. You give love, you receive love. You give kindness, you receive kindness. You give service, you receive service. You give money, you receive money. Whatever it is you give, you receive. It's one action. That's the secret of tithing. When you give 10% of the gross of your income, that assures that you will receive always divine provision. It's a key to abundance. We all understand that you have to sow seed in order for a harvest. Why don't we realize that money is a seed that you sow also for a harvest in like manner? And so to the ego, this makes no sense at all. It believes that if you give, you'll have less. The new paradigm, it's the more you give, the more you receive. And the empty hand, the giving hand is never empty. That's the new paradigm. So we're learning, you and me and all of us, we're all learning. So in, in every way, the new paradigm is about living true to yourself. Not your ego self, your mental self, your emotional self, your past self, your egoic personal self but to your greater self, your finer self, your true, authentic self. And to do that, you need to be in touch with yourself. What do you need to take care of yourself so that you can be present to help others? Well, the number one need you have is to make time for yourself. Time for yourself, in my understanding, is filling your tank. Filling your tank requires a spiritual practice. There has to be some infilling of spiritual energy, otherwise you're going to run out of gas. If you're running on emotional energy, mental energy, biophysical energy, you're going to burn out. It's only the infilling of the divine spirit that gives you energy. And that's why the great uh, saints and avatars like Sai Baba, they, they don't get tired. They don't need to sleep. They're constantly sourcing, sourcing, sourcing the divine energy. So you need to do something to, to bring divine energy into yourself. I gave you a simple thing with the breathe in God, breathe out love. If you just do that and chant you, that will really, really help you. You also can meditate. Meditation is very important. But not everyone has a nature to meditate. 
If you read the Bhagavad Gita, it gives you a different spiritual practice for every type of person. And so there's something for everyone, but you need to find the one thing that every single day gives you spiritual nutrition and builds in your spiritual energy. You can ask for the light. Ask for the light of the divine presence to fill, surround, and protect you and to guide and direct you and teach you and unfold that which would be for your highest good. You can do that every morning. And I always suggest you take a deep breath because breath is God. It's the spirit of God. It's the spirit of life, which is God flowing through you. So the new reality will become visible only if we're vibrating in loving harmony. There's so much to see. Everything is present right now where you sit. Every single vibration, dimension, possible experience is present. But we have to access it by matching our vibration, by attuning our wavelength to it, or we won't perceive it or receive it. Just like tuning in a, you know, a, a radio set or anything that we want to pick up the wavelength, we have to come into where that is flowing and come into resonant harmony with it. So the new reality is burst out of us being true to ourselves and, and being authentic in vibrating at our place of fulfillment. It's finding that place where you lose complete sight of yourself because you are manifesting that pure essence beyond the egoic sense of separation. I'm in that state right now when I'm speaking to you. This is my natural thing to do, is to transmit spiritual information. I love to do that. When I do that, there's no home, there's no one present. There's no ego. There's no personal self. There is just a divine function. So whether you're a, an actor or a dancer or a musician or a composer or a, uh, you know, a, a baker, a chef, whatever, an auto mechanic, whatever it is that you love to do to where you lose sight of yourself because you're so into it, that is your natural flow. That is your natural dharma. Do that. But don't find, don't do something that you only do once in a while. Find the place that you get to when you're doing that and embody that and incorporate that all the time. What that sometimes looks like for me is being really honest with what it is I really want to do and doing that. And it's not that I'm rebellious or against doing other things, but if I'm in attunement with myself, I will do what the moment calls me to do. If I want to sit and read, I read. If I want to watch television, I watch television. If I want to do something else, I do something else. But I try to stay consistent and present with the spirit of the moment and exactly what 
is the appropriate thing to do in that moment. And I live a very, very, I would say, on-purpose life because I, uh, I'm i in the flow of what I love to do, which is teaching and writing and sharing spiritual information with people, with not just people, but with light workers. My work is, is with the consciousness grids and with activating light workers. So find whatever it is that is your natural behavior, your natural bliss, your natural zone, and follow your bliss. Follow your zone. Follow your natural inclination that is of a high and positive nature. I'm not talking about following the inclinations of your lower self. That's not what we're talking about here, which I I know that you know, but just saying. So this whole new paradigm is about cooperation and teamwork and equality and sharing and justice so that there is a win-win for everyone involved. And all of this is a vibrational resonance that we radiate, which maintained enables us to see at a higher level a whole new reality, which then becomes visible to us when we're vibrating in loving harmony. And this is how the various dimensions are rendered either visible or invisible. It simply has to do with either raising or lowering the vibration. You raise it, you become invisible. You lower it, you become visible. This is how our spacecraft appear and disappear. This is how my body appears and disappears. This is how we appear and disappear, by raising and lowering the vibrations. Because in truth, we're just energy vibrating. We're not solid at all. We're atoms that coalesce around a certain vortex of habitual vibratory resonance. That's all we are. And it's indwelt by consciousness, which is the one that generates the vibration. That consciousness, for one of a of a better definitive, is the divine. You are incarnations of the divine, but each unique in your particular encodement and expression. So the paradigm shift is all about each person vibrating their divine fullness and wholeness and and state where they are resonating at the highest degree of fulfillment and joy. Find that place and keep vibrating at that resonant field of fulfillment and joy and happiness and enthusiasm, all of that, and you'll be walking in the new paradigm. And then just notice when it shifts, when you're not feeling that. And then stop. Take a deep breath. Notice something or someone to appreciate. And then notice something beautiful and listen. And you'll find that you've shifted. To keep that shift going, look at how you can improve and make happier each moment for each person that you encounter. But make sure your own tank is full. Don't give out of the scrapings of the barrel 
the bottom of the barrel, you have to give of your overflow. And if you don't take responsibility for taking care of yourself and keeping your tank filled up, not exhausting yourself, not overextending, observe the protocol of the appropriate boundaries based on your age and your strength and your capability. Live within that which is appropriate for your particular energy and state of health and well-being. And take care of yourself. Get proper rest. Eat properly. Spend time with yourself in quiet. And do the things that you love to do that bring you joy and fulfillment. And that's taking care of yourself so that you can then help take care of others. And so that you can enjoy each moment and lift and shift into that higher paradigm. And I hope these keys have been helpful to you. They're helpful to me. I'm practicing them. I'm learning right along with you. This is a new day, a new energy, a new life. And none of us have ever been here before. This is the new earth. None of us have experienced the new earth before. This is the golden age. Maybe we've experienced one of the other seven golden ages. This is the seventh. But we've never experienced this one. This is a new one. How are we going to experience this age of truth, this golden age, this Satya Yuga? What's it going to be like for you and me? Well, let's find out, shall we? Let's link arms and as a light team, let's help each other move into this higher energy. Please encourage me. I will encourage you. And together we're going to create and manifest something amazingly glorious. Something that we're, we're, we're told will be so wonderful, we can't even imagine it now. So, I wish you well, my brothers and sisters. Please wish me well. Let's hold each other in the very, very highest regard and light as we enter this new reality together. Shall we? Let's go out chanting on IHU which is a chant, the anai is the expression of universal empathy and oneness. And the hue is, of course, one of the most ancient names for the Godhead. So we take a deep breath. Anai, you. and grace. Namaste.